When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, November 6th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist in the world like I did 25 years ago. I've never looked back. Beautiful morning in central Indiana, a little bit nipply, but that's okay because it was hot in Simon Scott Assembly Hall last night as Indiana trounced Western Illinois, 98-65. L. Durham, Justin Smith, were terrific. Al Durham may not miss a shot all season. Justin Smith, 17 shots last night. He made 11 of them. The starters last night for Indiana shot exceptionally well. They were 28 of 41. If you want something to be not so happy about last night with Indiana basketball, the start wasn't so good. They were down 15-14 midway through the first half, but from that point forward, they were really good. They stepped up their defense, and this Western Illinois. So let's not hang any banners about this. You know what I mean? This isn't a national championship win over a great team. This is a second division team in the Summit League. So let's dial back our enthusiasm and at least see them play through the end of of November when they should be seven and zero. When they must be seven and zero, and that begins Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Portland State. Take a deep breath, relax, and let's wait for that uh, Florida State game to see exactly what this team is. couple of things. Joey Brunk has got to be able to score from the post. When he catches on the block, he's got to be able to figure out a way to turn and score, either shooting over the top or being clever and getting the ball up on the rim. If he catches on the post against Western Illinois, he had better be able to score it because if he can't do it against Western Illinois, he sure as hell isn't going to be able to do it against Michigan State or Ohio State or any of the other Maryland really good teams with low presences, you know, bigs that can get stops against guys like Joey Brunk. Joey Brunk has got to find a way to be productive offensively to take a little bit of the pressure off the guys 
on the exterior. Rob Finnessy, he played hard last night. For a guy dealing with some kind of lower abdominal uh, malady, you know what? Not too bad. He looked okay. Jerome Hunter, not great from a scoring perspective, but he's long and he's athletic and he looks like he's going to be able to defend, and maybe that's all you need from him. I don't know. It's really hard to gauge, I think, after one game against the Leathernecks, what you really got with Indiana basketball, but not a lot to complain about last night for Hoosier fans, and that is a good thing. The absence of complaints is actually a positive for Indiana basketball. The Pacers got beat last night in overtime, 122-120 in Charlotte. This was a game they didn't lose because of the officials. We're not going to blame the officials. All right, the Pacers had a 19-point lead at one point in this game. And, and in the second half, they, uh, they allowed the Hornets to go on a 16-0 run, which allowed them back in the game and allowed them to take a lead in the fourth quarter. But there were two calls that were absolutely atrocious. There was an offensive screen, an illegal screen call on Goga Batadza where he did nothing but stand ramrod straight and a guy ran into him. That's not an illegal screen. That's a really good screen. It was a terrible call. And then in the overtime, this, this James Harden brand of basketball is spreading like wildfire in the NBA. So with 1.7 seconds left, Devontae Graham jumps from behind the arc, leaps into the defender, Jakar Sampson, and they call a shooting foul on Jakar Sampson, and Graham goes to the line with a game tied again, 1.7 seconds left and knocks down two free throws, misses the third on purpose, and the Pacers lose. That's not a defensive foul. The guy's standing with his arms like this, and a guy just runs, leaps into him while shooting, and that's called a shooting foul. Something has got to be done in the NBA because people don't watch it. People don't pay to watch basketball played by guys who do nothing but shoot free throws. And shoot free throws is exactly what Charlotte did last night. They shot 42 free throws. The Pacers shot seven. That's not to say that the officials were entirely responsible for that disparity. They weren't. The Pacers, they don't attack the glass at the same level that the Hornets do. The Hornets, they, they don't shoot really well, so they are hell-bent to get to the rim at all times. The Pacers, not that way. So 42 to 7, but I've never seen 42 to 7. That's crazy. The officials affected the game with those two terrible calls. I don't know how you can be an official and make those calls. I don't know how you can get paid to be an official and you blow your whistle when you see Goga Batadza stand like this and get run into, or you see Jakar Sampson do this and have a guy leap into him while shooting. I just don't understand, and the NBA's got to do something about it because it's absolutely – what's the point of watching if that's what they're going to do? I mean, if, they, if there's a 50-50 call late, you know what? Like in a tie game with 1.7 seconds left, I say swallow your whistle. But this wasn't even a 50-50 call. This was Jakar Sampson standing like this and Graham leaping into him. How is that – how is that cricket – right? Just terrible. Um, anyway, the, uh, the Pacers, uh, they don't have to ruminate about this loss for very long. They've got the 
uh, Washington Wizards tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse as we celebrate 20 years of Pacers basketball at the Fieldhouse. The Fieldhouse still one of the great basketball arenas in the world, and uh, it's going to undergo a, a renovation very, very soon. And it's just fantastic. I mean, the level of facilities in Indianapolis between Lucas Oil Stadium and Bankers Life Fieldhouse is awesome. Lucas Oil Stadium, also a great soccer venue. By the way, the Indy 11 against Louisville Saturday afternoon at Carroll Stadium, not at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Victory Field is one of the palaces of AAA baseball. If there is such a thing, let's be honest. This isn't Wrigley Field. But Victory Field, it's absolutely beautiful and a great place to watch baseball. We're very, very lucky in the city of Indianapolis. And then we've got one of the great places, one of the cathedrals of college basketball at Henkel Field House on the campus of Butler University. I was there yesterday. We did sports, nothing but sports, with the great Dustin DePirac from The Athletic, talking about Butler, talking about Purdue, talking about Indiana. Butler, they opened their season tonight at Henkel against IUPUI. IUPUI, not with Jason Gardner as their head coach. They still have an interim head coach. And uh, uh, we're going to see how Byron Rim does as that interim head coach. Um, Butler should be able to win this game, but you never want to sell IUPUI short. Butler did a nice job against the University of Indianapolis. We'll see what Butler's got. Butler's going to be an interesting team. Kamar Baldwin, you got a lot of guys who can play basketball for Butler this year. And it's going to, their success is going to be determined upon what, or by whether they can play like this. You know, last year it was a little bit more like this. There seemed to be some, some different agendas playing out. This year they got to play together. And if they do, they're going to win a couple more games than they did last year. And that difference, that two-game difference is going to be enough to go to the NCAA tournament for, um, uh, for the Butler Bulldogs. And you've got Purdue tonight at Mackey Arena. They take on Green Bay. All right, Indiana, and rightly so. I'm not being critical of their November schedule. Indiana's got seven games that they absolutely have to win. Not really a tough opponent in the thing. Maybe Louisiana Tech, maybe South Dakota State, but Purdue, they got some tough games. They've got this game against Green Bay, and this isn't going to be easy. And then on Saturday, they play against Texas. And then next Wednesday, they play at Marquette in the Gavit games. Those are two stout teams to, uh, to open your season against after what tonight you would hope would be a win over Link Darner's Green Bay team. So you've got those two games coming up. We've got the Colts coming up on Sunday against the Dolphins. Colts have got to get a win against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are trying to lose, so let them, right? If somebody's trying to hand you a game, let them do it, and that's what the Colts need to do. Hopefully, Jacoby Brissett is able to play. He's got the sprained MCL. You know what? He's just going to have to deal with it. They need him. They need him to make decisions because if they had him making decisions in Pittsburgh, it wouldn't have been Brian Hoyer throwing a pick six, all right, to make a Fitzpatrick. You'd have had Jacoby Brissett doing something other than that in all likelihood, and you would have had the Indianapolis Colts winning that game. You didn't, so the Colts now are 5-3 and three instead of 6-2, and two, and this weekend you got to get a win, and the only way, that the Dolphins win this game is because the Colts gave it to them 
via turnover. So you can't have that. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this kind of nipply uh, Wednesday morning. It's already Wednesday. And you know what? A week from today is going to be November 13th. We're like, we're, we're, we're almost to Thanksgiving. What the hell is going on? Stop it. Let us enjoy these days, would you? All right, birthdays being celebrated today by Facebook friends. Adnan Dahir, happy birthday, John York, David Sumner, uh, Kimberly McNamara, happy birthday, Jordan Height, Judy Cotham, uh, Stephen Duncan, Eric Stout, the great Eric Casilius celebrating a birthday, and Sean Asbury celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. You do that with an honest and specific compliment. Remember, we're not blaming the officials for the Pacers' loss. We're not. But we are acknowledging that they played a role in the defeat. You don't allow a team to come back from 19, but it would have been nice if the officials hadn't stepped all over this game with two horrific calls, one late in regulation and one at the very end of overtime. The Fish, they are despondent. Not moving. And they go catatonic. When the Pacers or Hoosiers lose, they go catatonic. And that's just the way fish work. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock. Sports, nothing but sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.